0: So hello and a big warm welcome to everyone here and hello, Lael. <laughs> hey. I have Lael Stone here, who's a dear friend and colleague of mine and we're a Parenting Instructor and we're going to talk today all things parenting, but particularly I think we're probably going to be focusing a lot on teens and sexuality as well as maybe birth and babies, some of your passions in particular, so I'm so glad that we get to spend this time together. Thanks. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> So neither of us have got headphones on, so I hope the sound's going to be okay for everyone. I've got Bert in the background. But Leo, I'd love to start kind of right at the beginning of your Aware Parenting journey. Do you want to share? And I love your, I mean, clearly not the kind of reason that you started, but your, your journey, I think, is so inspiring for so many mamas. So I'd love to hear. Do you want to share your journey, how you came across it, what happened at the beginning?
1: Yeah, so no, I um, have got three children, so they are... Uh, I'm nearly uh, 14 and a half and 10. And I started aware parenting really 10 years ago when I had my third baby. So up until then, you know, I was a mum who I think I knew what I didn't want to do. I didn't want to smack my... Oh. ..how to deal with kind of big feelings or stuff that was going on. So I did a lot of distraction and I did a lot of um, <laughs> just trying to keep everyone happy all the time. It was very exhausting. <laughs> I was becoming very resentful as a mother. Yeah. Um, and then when I had my third baby, um, I had a really big birth experience with her. So um, she was born not breathing and was resuscitated for nearly 10 minutes. And um, we were told that she probably wouldn't live. And if she did survive, um, she would probably have brain damage. And so there was it was a very, very big, big birth experience, a big, big way that she came into world. And, um, you know, that was a massive... You know, incredible um, experience of trust and surrender, and you know it was was the most extraordinary gift her, her birth for me. So I mean that that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast in itself. But um, anyway, when you know due to whatever miracle or to who she needs to be or whatever, she managed to come through that whole experience um, relatively unscathed. And and you know even the doctors thought she was an incredible miracle that she survived what she did. Yeah. And uh, so when I finally got to bring her home, she'd spent like ten days in the NICU and she was in an induced coma and you know there was a lot of intervention she had. So there was none of that. Um, Um, You know, skin on skin and first gaze and breastfeeding and all that beautiful stuff that we know is really important when babies come into the world. There was nothing but machines and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we finally brought her home. Um, I remember, you know, as I have a background working in birth, I I knew that, you know, when we have experiences like that, that that does create trauma. Well, there was obviously trauma for me and there was going to be trauma for her. And I knew enough to know that that trauma was going to stay somewhere in her body and I needed to do something to help her. So I did all the things that I knew. I just wore her on my body. I slept beside her, breastfed her. You know, I was just, you know, just didn't let her go. Um, But she was a baby that had incredible tension in her body. She used to do these things with her fingers and she had this ferocious thing, reflex, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, I could see just, you know, this baby's got a whole lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So through somebody, I don't even remember who it was, they, they gave me the book, The Aware Baby, and I started reading that book and all of a sudden it was just like the light came on and I was like, oh, my God, this is what I've been looking for my whole kind of mothering journey, but I didn't know existed. And um, it was just like, oh, I found the Holy Grail. But, you know, it made a lot of sense to me. But I also was like, whoa, okay, this is confronting because not only am I going to do this with my baby, it made me look at my other two kids and go, oh, there's been a lot of shutting down <laughs> things that has happened in the last, you know, last year. So, I read the book and I sat down with my husband and said, look, this is what I want to do. Um, I remember very clearly the first time I sat down with my beautiful baby in, in my arms and I looked at her and I said to her, I'm listening and you can tell me whatever you need to. And she just said, you know, for half an hour and I'm crying. Oh, we lost the and at the end, she just... Um, lost the connection
0: do you want to say again so it was so beautiful like I was there I was holding her and I was looking at her and telling her do you want to say that bit again because we we lost that connection
1: yeah I I was just holding her and um you know she started crying and and I started crying and and you know it it was hard in the beginning you know and and then I just watched at the end of it her whole body just softened and relaxed and she went into this deep sleep there's something in this. Yes. So I um, then said to my husband, "How about we do this every day, and we take in turns, and we'd sit and and it was like I just began to watch the trauma melt away from her body, and I started to see. You know, sometimes I'd be holding her, and I would know exactly what part of the story she was moving. And sometimes it was.
0: You know, I would cry. It was it was just incredible. And I just... Can I pause, just, can I pause you there, Nail? So when you... Because I love what... So beautiful what you're sharing and so important. And when you say you, you knew exactly what part she was healing, did you... Were you envisaging it at the same time? Do you want to share more? Because I, I think... I just felt
1: it. Because I would look in her eyes. I would feel these parts that were big for her. And I just, it, it, I just knew it in my body. I could just feel it, and I would watch it just move. And sometimes I would just be waves of. Grief around, oh my God, I wasn't with you when you were born, or those kind of things. So it was my story and her story, just you know, doing this extraordinary dance together. And so what was amazing as we started to do it is I just started to watch my my baby just transform and, and I had a really beautiful Gage my my lovely cousin is a um, osteopath and she treats a lot of babies and so she'd been treating her since she was born yeah. and you know when I started to do this so we're parenting with her I'd then take her back to the osteopath and, and my cousin would be go what are you doing what <laughs> <laughs> different. She would just say she could feel in her body what was happening. So it was it was just profound and, and, you know, like I say to a lot of the mums I work with, it was challenging in the beginning. It brought up so much of my own grief and my story and it was hard and sometimes I'd have a big cry there and I'd have to go and ring my friend and go oh god this is so big listening to this bit and it was huge and, and my husband you know he was beautiful he got on board and he would listen and and what I began to just see was a baby who cried less than my other kids and actually slept way better <laughs> school, everything started to shift and change in my perception of what this was about so in doing that with her as a baby, I then began to look at my older kids and go, "Oh, okay, there's a, <laughs> a bit of stuff that's probably going to need to come out, yeah. So I kind of prepared myself for that and, um, and, yes, some big stuff came out. But it was like the whole world in our family completely changed. You know, the, the family that I always wanted to have where there was harmony and there was connection it just it was the answer and so you know there was a lot of listening in the beginning and you know there was quite a bit of rage that my older kids had to share
0: like because I know for parents who are coming when their children are a bit older and sometimes it can be a bit harder to see well how you know how can I help them so were there can you Mm. remember like an instance or two where
1: It just be, It was really simple things like if they started to get upset about something instead of me trying to make it better I would just go I'm sorry you know I'd set a limit or I would just stop and listen and at first they were like what are you what are you doing <laughs> Hang on, I'm used to it being this way but then Yes. they just started to you know um release you know and I you know and there was a lot I remember particularly my my middle child who was around four at the time yes. you know she would just lose it for you know a good hour of just raging crying rolling around on the floor and I used to just sit with her and tell her I'm listening and it was like it's so extraordinary she'd work through whatever she needed to work through, you know, just this, it was like I could just see the weight lifting off her shoulders and the weight of all of them. It was like they were going, thank God, you know, thank God I I no longer have to carry this, you know, here it is. So, you know, in the beginning it was, uh, you know, like, and I said this to a lot of parents, it, it was tricky because it required a lot of, you know, um, Strength within myself to stay really connected to go. This is actually really great. A lot of listening, and so then I needed a lot of listening as well. And and really, I was also still recovering from my, you know, my experience with my younger baby. So yes. there was a lot of listening for me in that time. You know, I needed to keep talking a lot about how it felt for me. Yes. But I just, from the moment we began, I just thought this is the thing I've been looking for. I remember just feeling so incredibly grateful yes. that that I could see what was then shifting in my children. And, you know, what I look at now is 10 years down the track, I I have these extraordinary teenagers, you know. And, I mean, I say to people now, I have teenagers and not once have we had a slammed door or telling me they hate me or anything. There is just such beautiful deep connection and sharing of their lives with us and without doubt I absolutely say it's this whole aware parenting journey that has created that you know and I, I even say in a lot of my workshops with people you know the work you are doing now with your little ones is so they will become the teenagers you want them to be Mm-hmm. because this is where it is. And, and you know, we've, we've talked a lot about this. You know, I started later with my son particularly, who was seven and eight. Yeah. But now as a nearly 18-year-old, you know, six-foot-two young man, he's huge, <laughs> he is just the most kind, considerate young man. And he will come to me and say, you know, I-, I feel upset about something. Can you just listen to me? You know, and whenever he walks in the room, he comes and, like, drapes himself over. <laughs> <he's hysterical. laughs> He comes to sit on my lap and I'm like, no, and then I go, I need to sit on your lap. And I sit on his lap to come (laughs) Um, And I just see that, you know, even though we didn't start at the beginning, I really trust that he did whatever he needed to in that beginning part of his life. You know, for me, I probably wasn't as available with him in those first seven years, but my husband was on a different level. And so I see that that was perfect for them and perfect for me and also just perfect for that whole journey of healing and time that we all needed within it you know I think like a lot of parents I did go through the oh god there's been all these years where I haven't but then I really trusted that whatever they were meant to do they were they will do and that when the time is right for that to come forward they will bring it. And I tell this, can I tell this beautiful story? I think I've told you this about... Um, you know, I love your
0: stories. You know, <laughs> I quote your stories to other people. So <laughs> um,
1: yeah. You know, there's many, I've got many beautiful yeah. stories, but one story in particular, when I really made me realise about just trusting that they will always bring to you what healing they need if yeah. you are open to it. You know, my, my thing is about keep creating the space so that they can come to you to shift whatever they need to move when when it's ready. Yeah. And my son was probably about nine, eight or nine and we just kind of really, we'd been doing the web painting for a year or so and we were out at my in-laws swimming and um, there was heaps of kids around, we are all in the pool and then all of a sudden all the kids kind of just swam away and I was in the pool and my son swims over to me and he's like, mum, mum, pretend I'm like a baby. So he's like a nine-year-old boy and I'm thinking... Hmm, okay. So I scoop him in my arms in the water and he starts snuggling into me going, Oh mama, I'm like your baby. And I'm going, Oh, okay, right. we have just got some full on play healing. <laughs> so I'm like, you are my baby. And I'm stroking him and kissing him and cuddling. And, and I'm just at that moment going, Whoa, something really big is is happening here. And everybody had just moved away. It was pretty amazing. And so I just, you know, loved on him like he was my baby talked about how magnificent he was. And then he said to me, mum, just hold my head. And he basically went, floated in front of me and got me to just hold his head in his arms. And he just lay there in the water for about 10 minutes, just barely moving. And I just held his head in my arms. And I was like crying because I'm just like having this godlike moment of, oh my God, we are rebirthing, like we are doing something. And um, I just kind of held that. And then he just you know, stood up and just went, thanks, mum. And then he just went off. And I remember going, whoa, what just happened then? And I remember seeing this massive shift again in him, in his being. And what that really showed me was that, you know, he, all of my kids will bring to me what they need to shift when they're ready. And my job is to stay open to, to catch that you know and so that that for me is a big piece that I often say to other people it's okay if we haven't done this from when they were babies you know that that we have to trust in the wisdom of when we come to it because there's always divine timing of of when and where they will shift and move you know those things so yeah so uh, you know I feel like I feel very blessed that I have had that experience from a newborn, but also then with older kids That's coming. That's an amazing here.
0: range, isn't it, that you've got the three, like starting at yeah. the newborn and the, the four yeah. and
1: the seven. Yeah. And I would say in reflection, you know, my youngest is by far probably the most deeply connected to her feelings. Like I, I see the difference of having done it from when she was really little because her willingness to just go into her feelings move it talk about it is is instant whereas the other two will sometimes make me work for it a bit harder (laughs) so there's still a little bit less resistance but even still I just see you know even over doing it for years and years there's such a foundation for them that goes it's actually safe to come to you with no matter what is going on and for me particularly with the work I do with teenagers that's the ultimate goal
0: Love that! I love that. And can we put a bookmark there because I'd love to talk if you want to talk about that next? Because I always mm. remember that story you shared about the school and and mm. that mm. anything can come. They can come home with anything. Yes, I yes. But I'd love to really highlight. I love everything you share. It's so beautiful. And what I love that you, I particularly hear you saying so many times is, you know, like with Tali that you could see. You could see so clearly, and that's what I love about parenting, don't you? That you can. It's really it's not something you need to take on, oh, you know, I'll wait and see in 20 years' time whether this is actually... Mm. You can see in the moment, can't you? And it really, yeah. uh, you know, as you talked about the kind of trauma just lifting off her, off her. and you know, with all of them, the, the, those observable effects, I think, so important what you speak.
1: It's amazing. And I think from knowing what I know from working in birth for a long time and knowing what I know about trauma, I know the impact of an experience like that, what it can have. And and then when, and I know how important doing the work is with it and seeing how magnificent she is and who she's in her world, um, you know because of that journey on many levels but the healing aspect of it you know is just profound and it's rare that I catch a tiny little bit now but I feel like we have done so much healing over and even to the point you know over the years even when she was little she'd say to me there still feels a yucky bit in me about when I was born can you help me with that you know and she'll talk through what she needs within that and and she's got this incredible trust about moving the feelings in her story you know that I love so much you know that she'll come home from school and she'll walk in the door and she'll go I have had such a hard day I need this I need some rumbling and connection or can you hold me while I have a cry like she doesn't even have to act out because she just says here are the feelings that I'm going on can you just hold me in that container within it and and look here's I mean I know you love the stories but here's where I just go Aware parenting is like magic dust right (laughs) because I remember so clearly, um, you know, this was probably about two or three years ago and um, Tali had some feelings and I could see they were brewing and, and I had to go and teach a class and so I was having to leave and I remember just going, oh, I've got to get out the door and I don't really have time to listen to your feelings and I remember saying to her, darling, can you just hold on to these feelings for a few hours and when I come home, I'll listen to them and she was really agitated and at that time my middle daughter had walked into the room, so she must have been about 12 at the time, and she just walked in and she said, I'll listen to Tali. And I was like, Oh, okay. And she said, Come on, Tali. And she took her into my bedroom. And I remember thinking, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to sit and listen to bedroom. My- <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing outside the door. And I am hearing my 12 year old offer so much space and empathy to her younger sister as her younger sister's going, You know, this happened and then that happened. And she's having a cry. And and my middle daughter's just like, I hear you and, you know, you, you let it out and just amazing. And then it just evolved into this laughter and then they're giggling and then they walk out and they're, like, transformed. And I, I said to my middle daughter, Indy, I said, wow, how did that feel for you? And she said to me, well, I just did for her what you do to me. And I was like, oh, yes, like I knew that. But now I really know that, like I'm like... Oh, my God, that's it. That's just it. This is how we create these beautiful humans in the world by modelling what this looks like. So it becomes so ingrained in their cells that then they, you know, they can do it for others. You know, I remember that was one of my defining aware parenting, like, oh, my God, hallelujah, (laughs) look at at this. Look at how does that's just so beautiful. So, yeah, yeah. I think I just totally digressed from the question you asked. They're
0: all, like, so... To me, you know, I really want to thank Aletha Salter. <laughs> mm. you know, isn't her work just so amazing? Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm
0: mm. really mm. here. You know, so many pieces The this is the family you always wanted and you've done all the attachment parts of that. So you've done all the closest, mm. the meeting, the needs. And it's just this missing piece, isn't it? That's mm. so often not yet understood in our culture and how it transforms absolutely everything. It totally. To
1: I could... Yeah, look, a big, big part of that little bit I always found was that it was about us all getting our needs met, you know, and, and in the past before I really discovered it, it was really about just meeting my kids' needs yes. and not my own. So I didn't really have very many boundaries around stuff and I was always trying to keep it good, you know, and I was breastfeeding 10,000 times a night to kind of keep them quiet or happy, you know, and, and it was this piece that really made me go, ah. Oh, um you know there's a way that it can actually work where we all feel really harmonious you know so even as even those parts around boundaries as i started to set some limits for the kids and then was willing to listen to their feelings yeah. you know i wow well, that just opened up a whole other world as well because i watched them become to feel safer and more secure in themselves as well because they were like oh okay mum's got us you know there's a bit of a limit here that they need and it was also honoring my own limit as well so I mean that was a huge piece that was missing from the whole puzzle for me too when I first began and so that was amazing mm.
0: and really that that sense isn't it I often call it the third path as you know we're parenting there's more and nobody fits into any category but isn't there yeah. that? you could call permissive parenting which we're really saying yes. the child's needs but not the, the parents Yes, yes. On the other side, meeting the parents' needs, but, but for the child. And this is so much about everyone's needs getting met. Everyone
1: in Really, 100%. 100%. And that's what I love about it is that um, when, when it's, it's so clearly out of balance, we can feel it so clearly out of balance when, when it is more about the child or is more about the adult, it doesn't create that. These needs. I, that I,
0: lost, create, you, I lost you for one second. It doesn't create that...
1: Um, it doesn't create the harmony. So um, like when there is, you know, it out of balance either side, whether it's the child or the parent, you know, then it doesn't create that. And I, I say too, look, I could not tell you the last time I ever yelled at my kids. Like, and, and, you know, even when they were little, I didn't yell a lot, but I was still, I was like this. Yeah. And I think that was one of the biggest gifts it gave me too as a parent, to to know what to do whenever things go on. And this has been an absolute incredible guiding principle through the teenage years because that's a whole other... I feel like that's just the whole next level. Of, you know, I, I, felt
0: like,
1: I felt like I was coming into the teenage
0: years. Give us a three- or four-year-old having a to tantrum any time. You know, teenagers, the... the no, the, the totally. The us and our own, the letting yeah. go, all that piece. Oh, huge, totally huge.
1: Oh, I'd be like that, a like, raging three-year-old. Easy, man, yes, let's yes. go, right? But, that, you know, that... And I feel like, um, you know, what has, Allowed me to move into those teenage years with harmony is because of um, honoring them, honoring myself, and how that looks in that bigger picture. That's what's created the foundation to be able to do it, you know, without doubt. Because otherwise, you know, there's just so many other multi layered elements that go in that don't create that disconnection. Because I, I so see when they do become teenagers, the physical connection moves because they're pulling away on lots of different levels and doing their thing. Um, but if that whole and foundation is there, then you know they just keep coming back in with all this beautiful stuff, you know, and, and it's easier for you to let go because I, I find that if I didn't have that, the letting go part is just it's challenging.
0: So, so we go to we go there next, yeah, yeah, let's go because you you're also your your work really will give links at the end of all your beautiful work, so you really. You're very highly experienced in birth. So you're uh, hip, would you, you tell us what you are in birth. Um, birth. So
1: I, um, well, I've been working as a childbirth educator for a long time. So I've been teaching calm birth for a long oh, time you. and I worked in time. We lost you again. Oh, okay. Um, so I've, I've oh, been wow. a calm birth yes. friend. Yes Yep. So, calm birth practitioner for a long time, and I worked as a doula for about twelve years or so. Uh, and I've done a lot of work with mums and babies who, you know, just birth debriefing and that postnatal kind of trauma element. Um, and um, so that that was kind of my work when my pattern amazing course as well. You're well. A really course. Online course, yeah, we can talk about that at the end. So that that's beautiful online course is really for birth education for women who you know, want information so they can make empowered choices wherever they choose to birth. Um, So there's that. And then as my kids have gotten older, you know, obviously having teenagers, that's really, you know, woken up a whole other element in me. So at the moment I'm doing lots of one-on-one and we're parenting staff and teaching workshops, but I'm also teaching sex education to high school students um, and to their parents about how to talk to kids about sex I just love it because it's right in the middle of where I am at the moment with my kids you know and watching them move into that beautiful budding sexuality and and I'm the type of person that you know whatever's going on in my world then that's that's kind of where my work is you know so as my kids started to move into that it brought up all my own fears around oh my god like I'm gonna have to go through puberty again <laughs> like, I remember just going, "Oh my God, this is really painful second time round." <laughs> as I'm watching them do it, and so I, I really was like, "I got to get a handle on this." And, and the more I kind of jumped into it, um, then people asking me to come and teach sex stuff to their kids it just kind of evolved of its own course, you know. And, um, and I'm I'm really passionate about that, about you know, creating a different imprint for our children around sexuality and themselves and their bodies and pleasure and all that kind of thing. So yeah, so I kind of feel like I'm I'm teaching oh, the kids okay. in high schools. But I'm,
0: sorry, I so love what you bring and how you you know your own flavor of web
1: well, it's kind of like, do you know what, I'm, t- I'm doing aware parenting with these kids in high schools um, around sexuality and also in the workshops I teach for parents on how to talk to kids about sex is really just an aware parenting lens on top of that with all the kind of other information that you know within it because so much of it, again, is about connection. It's all about connection. And so for the high school students, I'm talking to them about Connection to their bodies, connection to their feelings, connection to other people. Um, and the parents, again, is about how connected are you to your story and your sexuality so that we can then imprint that with our children, which yes. is a big one. That's a big one. <laughs> but, but, you know, fundamental. Just so,
0: which I love you bringing the whole thread of it. So it's so much about our inner work as well, isn't it? You know, I heard you say at the the beginning, how much listening you needed to do all the listening to three of them at the same time. Yeah. And this piece as well, it's so important. Our own own inner work, isn't it? It's it's vital. It's it's
1: so huge. I feel like, and, and, you know, we were discussing this the other day. I, as my kids grow older and older, and I watched what they bring to me and the parts where I feel a little bit like, oh, that feels confronting or what goes on for me is just the most divine opportunity to look at more of my own stuff. And what I witness is the more I look at my story and the more I heal those bits of me, the s- easier it is for them and the less they have to do. And I just, I, I kind of explain it like this, is that when we do our own work our children no longer have to carry this really heavy backpack of our stories that we're unconsciously putting onto them. So the the work is to know your story and to do that, particularly for these teenagers, so they are free to be who they need to be. Like this is this is for me, and I watch this, you know, with my son and my daughter you know, as they move through those elements, particularly around sexuality and boyfriends and girlfriends and what that looks like. And I've watched all of my own angst arise around, particularly my middle daughter, because she just looks like me and she's just, she's like the carbon copy. Of me. <laughs> and I'm watching her navigate these years, which were awkward for me and full of shame. And in the beginning, I was just watching myself go, oh God, I don't want you to, to develop anymore. And I don't want you to do that because this might happen you know and I was like oh no Lael you really need to (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: because she is her own person and so what I just had to do a lot of exploring on that and what I've watched is that she is so free and confident in herself and so connected to her body and who she is and she I just—I mean, she's who I wanted me to be when I was fourteen. <laughs> she's who I wish I was, and I just—I see so clearly how tricky that that time is for parents because it brings up all their fears and that that instant I need to keep you safe and I don't want you to have that. Whereas the child's going, let me let me be who I need to be, like let me explore, you know, who I am without carrying that story. So I just feel it so deeply that the more you know your own path in that, the easier it is for them to be who they need to be. And and what I find in that particularly is that they are then these incredible teenagers who've got such a strong sense of self because so much of this transition time is figuring out who they are and it doesn't have to be difficult. And that's, I think, what I've witnessed is that the transitions are so much smoother for them. So even the, you know, the, the labelling we put on hormones, are they just hormonal? I'm like, you know, I don't really buy that that much. I mean... I've
0: always been like that, like, I don't really see so much of that. It's a
1: bit... Yeah, Yeah, it's a bit like teething. You know, we kind of blame everything on teething when little babies. But I remember with my third baby, she never really went through teething because I just did a lot of listening, I think, and I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, that's hard to... That's exactly lots what it is. for everyone. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah. Totally. So, you know, I think we all have different experiences with it. But I think what I'm watching, particularly teenagers, and, and I guess what I'm seeing too is the contrast of lots of my kids' friends who spend a lot of time at our house and then the teenagers I'm working it, with, that they, with <laughs> um, that they, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just observing and watching what that looks like in those transitions. So the hormonal swings... I feel it just a uh, you know a, a kind of a catalyst for just the deeper stuff
0: that's sitting there that's really needing to be heard within it. And and you know for me well, that's as well, isn't it, as for women in our cycles that you know I think our hormones really just amplify whatever needs to be yeah going to come out. So that's kind totally,
1: of totally. And and you know what I find within that too is that. Um, you know, I mean, of course, the way parenting is so much about the listening, but even more so I found in these teenage years that I have to say nothing <laughs> that I when when something's going on, I just sit and I just like and I just, you know, I just hear and I watch and, and what can be alarming. And, and this is sometimes what I talk to parents about is I do see because of just that shift in them as teenagers. Um, particularly for my my daughter you know when something feels bad it is catastrophically bad like it's like the world is ending bad and then she swings to the other side where the high is the greatest high and life is just the most magical thing ever and she can swing pretty quick you know between those two worlds but when she's swinging to the the, this is everything's bad and everything's over um you know it's so easy to buy into the oh my god there's something really wrong i'm gonna have to fix this but it just requires more listening And, and i have such trust that when she feels Held in that this is the most you know catastrophic thing ever. When I'm just listening to her, she then just finds her way back, comes back into the middle, and then it's just like it's like light again. (laughs) And in the first few times that she really did it in that big dramatic way, I remember thinking. Oh God! Like there's something really wrong here. But I actually now I'm just going. Oh, actually no. She's just reaching to the 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 biggest part of her that needs to stretch to the worst case scenario, um, and know that that still will be held, and then she'll find her way back. and And it's pretty magnificent to watch. Actually, I, it's again it's easier said than done to just sit and listen and hold. But I find it's um. I find that that's that been probably my biggest teachings in the last like year or two is that just incredible listening in 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 the big depths of big yeah. story.
0: Sorry. Which mm-hmm. in a way is also, isn't it? It's kind of like um it's the similar theme but just has a different it looks different, you know, to the to the younger child who's having the big cry, the big tantrum and the baby that's having oh. the big cry is like it's that intensity and the paradox is the more we can be with yeah. the intensity with really learning that deep trust in our bodies, isn't it? That actually they are fine and everything's fine, and I'm right here with them. And then they can come out and and, and feel deeply connected with themselves and with joy and with wonder of life. Isn't it amazing? Yeah.
1: And and I think the thing is why it is confronting is because they they have words and they're more articulate and they they're influenced by social stuff. So when things feel bad it feels like life-threateningly bad, you know, and and that can feel scary as a parent to go, oh, God, is something actually really wrong here? But seeing them swing to that element, you know, to come back is, um, you know, and and for me, again, it's just, always comes back to that connection, 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 you know. And I love what my daughter does is that the times where she really swings to that and she can be quite dramatic, she goes right into the big story. And now we've done it a few many times. I'll just go, tell me what you need. Like, what do you need for you? And she'll be like, I need to do this, I need to do that. And, and then, you know, I go, okay, well, I'm just going to make sure I'm still connected with you in it and, and allow her to do whatever she needs to do. And then sure enough, an hour later, she'll come back and she'll go, Oh, so um, that just felt really big and dramatic, but I'm all right. You know, and then she'll kind of talk it through and she'll laugh a bit. And I'll go, that's okay, babe. you just, you're figuring out the different parts of you of where that looks and feels. And and it's really great. You know, so there's, you know, I'm watching and loving that she just is, again, reflecting on where she goes in those places and what she needs. And it's, it's really magnificent. Yeah.
0: And I love what you're saying. It's really because, isn't it? pretty much what all parents want we want the harmony and the connection and we want them to feel Mm -hmm. deeply connected with themselves which I love is what you were saying um I don't know if you saw my post the other day uh, my daughter asked me to go to a pottery workshop Mm -hmm. yesterday what I really saw in her being in the pot on the wheel the first time and she's so centered in herself and that's what I saw for myself that the pot was an exact reflection Mm -hmm. of what was going on in me and hers right from scratch were was centered and that's what I see the gift of listening to them and all the different feelings as much as we possibly can with our own pieces there is is that centeredness in themselves and what they need and what they feel and what doesn't feel right in their bodies and what does which is of course what we so want from don't we? We want them to be able to say no to things that don't feel right for them and to be able to say yes and to follow their passion and all of that stuff. So
1: I, And that for me ties in so much too with the sexuality stuff that I'm doing with these kids because so much of the big message we're talking about is listening to yourself, listening to the connected part of what does that feel like for me? And, you know, I had this beautiful experience the other day, my middle daughter, um, she had some friends, and they were like, oh, Leo, can we just ask you something?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And I was like, "Come into my office." So we came and sat on my bed, and I was like, "What do you want to know?" And one of them was like saying, "Oh, this things happened with this boy, and there's this other boy." And so she just wanted some boy advice, and she's like, "Oh, I, I couldn't talk to my mom about it; she'd totally freak out." And I was like, "That's all right." So, you know, part of the dilemma was whether this girl could be in integrity or not. And so we talked a bit about that, and she was like, "Oh, I hadn't even thought of it that way." And, and then she said, "Since we're here, can I ask you a, a, a sex question?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah." this is the right place ask me anything so all of a sudden we go into this big talk about all these things they wanted to know about sex and um and so I'm sitting there you know chatting with these girls and I'm watching my daughter who's 14 and I'm like you know thinking not quite there yet and the whole time we're having these conversations my daughter's like you know, laughing, going, I'm so not ready for this yet. Like, you know, this is great to talk about. She goes, but that's nowhere near me. And I was like, great, honey. Like, honor you. You know, this is about what it feels right for you. And what blew me away
0: about these. I'm going to pause you because I know the teenage part in me. And I'm sure probably for many people, the teenage girl in, in, in me is going, oh, my God, to have that. Yeah. To have that. Also, yeah. the okayness. And it's really that trust, isn't it? Every, every young person, child, babies are unique. Yes. Developmental path and what feels right to them. Yes, that's so, that's it. so good. I just so love what you do. But like, anyway, carry
1: on. I really, I just wanted to pause for a moment. Uh, and I just, you know, what I watched, what was interesting, is that watching my daughter's reactions, I was really curiously going, oh, because my daughter and I've spoken lots about it, but not really with her friends, and then. And then what her friends were, you know, coming to me with this story of, you know, well, I thought it was just sex was just meant to hurt and you just get it over and done with. And I was like, oh, let me give you a whole other way of how that can look, right? And so I've got this beautiful puppet, like which is a vulva vagina, and I was like, let me get my puppet. And then they're all laughing and they <laughs> get at my puppet. And I'm like, I'm going to talk to you about how these things work. And and so they all just sat there just soaking this information in because they, it didn't even occur to them that anywhere in this story was about their pleasure and being, you know, and, and it was, it was just, I mean, it really hit me of like how important this work is. And at the end they were all just like, that was so great. Can we come back next week? And I was like, yeah, just come back whenever you want. We'll just clap. We'll talk about whatever. And you know, they loved it. And Indy, my daughter afterwards was like, that was so cool mom. And then she was giving me updates of, oh, so this is what happened with the boy. Great, And, and just, you know, I think that safe, 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 safe place for them to bring, all these parts, you know, of themselves to be heard in a way that often they're not, you know, I think would change a whole lot for teenagers. I mean, it's, it's a, for every child in every age, but I definitely see this with teenagers at the moment, you know, and, and it's such a tricky time to be a teenager, I feel. You know, we have so much influence from social media. You know, there's so much peer pressure in other elements than when we were kids and finding your sense of self within that is, wow, it's big. It's really big.
0: Mm. Oh, oh your work is so divine and important gorgeous mm. oh, mm. and wonderful so you know I'm so glad that we're doing this i'm so glad that mm. you're doing this. Mm. thank you and also for parents who don't you know whose children don't feel comfortable to know that they do and i know you're building some more resources about that which i'd love to mm. do you want to share a little bit more about that as well that does that feel apt
1: yeah yeah of course so, so I
0: have, have in schools but you have some other yeah programs, don't you?
1: Yeah, so I'm doing um, some workshops just in Melbourne at the moment on how to talk to kids about sex, which is really about, you know, I guess these foundations of what is the imprint that happened to us so what was that like for us as a teen? Or what was that like for us as a young child? You know, what do we remember feeling? What do we wish we got from our parents that we never got? You know, like, I love that in those workshops, I say to people, okay, so tell me who got a great sex education from their parents? And they're all like, no, I have not have one person say, yeah, I fully got all that I needed, you know? And and so we talk about, you know, again, that that looking at yourself first of, of what that imprinting was with you, because that's what your children are going to learn by modeling you and and how you feel about it and then you know just practical ways of opening conversations from kids from when they're little you know it starts from when they're little babies or and it's many many conversations about bodies and consent and about how our bodies work and just the magnificence of them you know that that we just keep imprinting with that and in through to puberty and to the other years so it's a really great workshop of just lots of practical tools and ways to feel you know manage that with your kids and for me it's just it's like a we're parent it's just so aware parenting by listening connection looking at your own stuff and then just building from there. So I've got that, and then you know I'm doing stuff with teenagers in schools. I've got this beautiful program I have created called the Connection Program, um, which is just basically all about for young women mainly at the moment of of you know all those elements of um, connecting with your body. Firstly, so what what's your cycle and what does your cycle tell you and how do you feel when you're um, Oh are you still there?: yeah,
0: I can still hear you.: We've lost your video.) But... No, no. <laughs> mm,
1: we're That's frozen. So
0: funny. I can still hear you now.
1: Oh, oh, okay, now you're back. the so, like,
0: connection, and then we, we lost connection, didn't we? we okay. do
1: <laughs> so um, for me the connection is um, the connection program really is about getting young girls to connect in with their bodies understanding their cycles understanding what pleasure feels like in their bodies and then we do kind of all the kind of basic sex education are just about you know contraception and protection but then we do lots on relationships and intimacy and how that feels for us and um, about saying no and having boundaries and consent and all those kinds Kind of things are super 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 important so that's um you know something that i'm working with in schools which is really exciting and i'm really loving because the girls are just like totally soaking it all up you know they're
0: just like this is this is it oh, yeah. so um
1: think- yeah so
0: and you do that in your box yeah. as well with parents and you and you're doing some online talks and things
1: as well yeah yeah so I'm doing I do one-on-one um sessions with with people on on, like through Skype or in person and also I am going to be doing a um you know that an online course for parents um on you know talking to kids about sex I'm definitely going to do make that happen as well so yeah so there's lots going on with it because I see that it is a huge big part of um you know next Step, you know, of um, of that parenting journey within it. You know, it's it's huge. I can sorry. I'm just hearing somebody keeps ringing my doorbell. <laughs> <little> <laughs> sorry, I'm just, one second. <laughs> sorry, um, sorry, Marion, this is so one second because I can hear someone ringing my doorbell. I got one second. Yeah, I'm it's so, it's so, so sorry.
0: Sally <laughs> I'm so sorry. You I see messages from life, so I'm like, oh, there's people knocking at your door for what you have to offer. <laughs> I'm so sorry. you ringing at the bell, just longing. Yeah, yeah, saying it. Did, so, Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and I look, you know, I feel for me this work in my life at the moment, you know, has been so incredibly healing. It's allowed me to heal a lot of my own, you know, teenage stuff, you know, so that, again, my kids can be free to do what they need to do within that, which is, again, ideally what we want for them as they move into this other big part of their life because sexuality is such a big part, you know, of being human. And we want those good, beautiful imprints because, you know, we end up then, if we don't, being a lot of adults who have huge hang-ups around that. So, yeah. Yeah
0: fantastic mm. i love what you do mm. so wonderful <laughs> we get them to say we'll be showing links and there'll be links at the bottom wherever you're watching this there'll be links or listening mm. links. yeah thank you um mm. i'd love to talk a little bit about because i always love uh, how our our kind of family setups and how we do things are so different because i think again mm. people often think oh if i do a way of parenting it's going to need to look x y and z and i used to do it this way and to really see that it really know we'll all do it our own unique way and there is no set way of doing it and we can do you know because as you know I'm homeschooling and my kids have, you know their life looks very different and and to your kids and and we're kind of holding the same kinds of principles
1: yeah
0: yeah so I really love that do you want to say a little bit about about that
1: yeah. So we, you know, if we live in the city in Melbourne and um, my kids go to mainstream school and, you know, that, that has its challenges because a lot of what goes on, I'm like, oh, you know, it just makes me go, or oh, I don't really vibe that, but um, what I have learned through those years is that, you know, my job is to make sure that no matter what happens with my kids out in the world, there is a place for them to come home and talk about it. So, you know, that that has been really fascinating. It's kind of like I always talk about it. It's a bit like being a bit of a fascinating experiment. to <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> watch how with my kids.
0: Parenting is, is a fascinating okay. experiment.
1: But that's what's really fascinating and I've found over the years is that um, for the kids having such a beautiful foundation at home of acceptance and allowing to speak their feelings and their truth, that kind of stuff, when they see it out in society, particularly in the school, they call it for what it is and can absolutely see what is going on for that person yeah. and don't take it on board. You know, yeah. so that when... The teachers
0: he... As well, I remember you saying.
1: Oh, massively, yeah. So when they see a teacher who's really angry or there's a lot of yelling or there's a lot of stuff, they come home and talk about it and they say, oh, this teacher's so out of balance or there's no connection there or they, it's so easy for them to identify in other people actually where what's happening and therefore they don't take it on board. So they're not taking on board that, I'm not good enough or, you know, the shame story that our, you know, our society operates on a lot in order to get kids to do what we want them to do because they see that at home it looks really completely different, you know. And I think the thing is too, they they know what connection feels like. So when when it's not there, it's so easy to call and then, you know, they move towards more what connection does feel like and they're able to navigate that. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, I've watched it really work beautifully because it it allows my kids to be incredibly discerning about how the world works and knowing that it doesn't necessarily you know this this beautiful little world that we live in is not necessarily a reality out there And, and again what I also hear and I see this with a lot of their friends who you know aren't aware parented at all and they hear about what happens in their families and they go and visit their houses and they come home and they have so much um Gratitude, and they just go, God, I'm so glad that you're my mom. And all my friends always say, you know, your house is just the safest, bestest house to always come to, which I think is why there is always a lot of kids here, <laughs> always, which is beautiful. But they just come, and because they feel that that is what feels good, you know, for them, there's that acceptance. And and so for me, I think it's been really beautiful that my kids have have been able to see what that looks like in the real world and not you know and you know like i i um i know that story you know that i'll share just about my son so when he was in um <laughs> love that one yeah yeah so when he was in maybe year 8 i think um so he's doing year 12 now but he was in year 8 and he sends me a text message that says i hate school i'm never going back again that was the message and i was like oh okay something must have gone down so i send him a message are you all right and he says yeah, but I'm never going back to school again. And I was like, okay, where are you? And he's like, I'm on my way home. And so I thought, okay, he's mad. There's something that's happened, you know. And so um he basically walks in the door. And at the at the time, I'm thinking, God, oh, what's gone on? You know, something feels a bit full on. And um, we have this really long hallway. And he walks in the door, and I'm at one end of the hallway, and he's at the other. And he walks in, and he just has this look on his face. And I just said to him. There's nothing that you could have done that is not going to make me love you. There's nothing that you could have done that's happened that isn't going to make me, you know, stay connected to you. And he just walks up the hallway, just bursts into tears and he's just like in my arms just crying And so then we go and sit down and I'm going, just tell me what happened. So he tells me about how he got in trouble at school with his teacher and and then his mate and all this stuff. And we have to go back and see the principal, you know, that afternoon and he's scared. He doesn't want to go back and he's just talking and he's crying. And I'm just listening, listening, listening. And I said, okay, so what was going on for you? And he's, you know, he then starts crying more. His best friend had just left the school. So he was feeling really upset. So he was crying a lot of tears about his best friend. And then I said, okay, so this is what's happened. And obviously that probably wasn't, you know, a good thing to do. What do we need to do? And he's like, we have to go back to the principal, but I don't want to go back and... I said to him, okay, buddy, but I'm going to be with you. I've got your back. Remember this. Like, you know, I am here for you. And we may have to repair in some way. Like, you know, you may have to deal with whatever's happened, but I've got you and it doesn't change how I feel about you. And so he said, okay. So then we go back to the principal and I could tell he's scared. And I said, you know, babe, this is a beautiful opportunity to, to stand up and own what you've done and be honourable in this and he's like yeah so we go back in and the teacher was lovely she you know she was just like look this is what happened you know this is out of character for you what's going on and then my son burst into tears in the office crying saying my best friends left the school and I feel really lost and then I'm looking at him and I'm in tears because I'm like oh look at him he's so connected <laughs> and the teacher's just like handing us the box of tissues <laughs> and I'm like and then you know she just said look Kai you know this is how we could repair it and he's like yeah, I'm willing to do that. And, and then we get up and leave and he just looks at me and he's like, thanks, mum. And I just was like, I've always got your back, darling. I'm here with you. And, you know, for me that, that story was so much about I'm not going to punish you for doing something wrong. You, I always believe that our we do stuff because, of, you know, our actions are, sh- are telling us something about what's really happening internally here. And so, you know, for me it was such a beautiful opportunity to let him know that no matter what goes on you know I've got his back you know that I'm there for him you know there's nothing that too there's nothing too big that he can bring me that I'm going to freak out about and then over the years over these teenage years as as things have happened because there's more things you know as teenagers explore and find their edges you know that there's been times where things have been big and he's had to come and say okay this is what's going on you know and again we've just sat and connected with him and say, we see you and we love you and how could we do this different or how do we do this better? How do we find a way that this feels good for all of us? You know, so that even too, living in the city, he goes out Friday, Saturday nights, you know, and, and um, you know, he wants to go out with his mates and in the beginning I was like, oh, God, is he going to be safe and is it going to be all right? And, and then, you know, I had to look at my own fears with that, but each time I've let him go, you know, he always checks in and he always comes home by the time he says he's going to be home and he's always incredibly respectful within that around the store, you know, the the connections we've made together, that it's been amazing. And I I feel like what it is, is it's giving him the freedom to go out and be who he needs to be in the world and know that he can always come back to us, which he knows, you know. And he says that to me, he goes, I know you guys have got my back. Always, always. He goes, you're the first person I'll call, you know. And so I just go, "Mm," you know.
0: Isn't that it? Like those things you said for him for you to know that the, he knows that those words you mm-hmm. said I think that almost like any parents kind of hey I see you I, I've got your back and there's nothing that you could do that would what was it that yeah. I, you know, I'm not I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna always gonna be here for you basically whatever you do mm-hmm. I'm always, gonna yeah be- Totally, uh, yeah. I love that both as a as a parent for our, for our children, but also for our inner you know my work, with our inner loving crew to have those to have our inner loving crew saying those kinds of things is so so important, isn't it? Like there's nothing you can do that's that's going to mean I don't love you. Basically, always going to be. And I think,
1: I often would say to my kids over the time, I look them in the eye and go, I see you, I 100 percent see you, and and see who you are in all your magnificence. And that's all I want you to know is that who you are, the complete real version of you, I absolutely love and accept, you know, whoever you are. And and what I see in that, like for me that is the most powerful bit because then they just feel so safe. They are free to go and be who they need to be in the world, you know, and I just go and that's where they go out into the world and life happens for them. You know, I, and I, I see that particularly with my son because he's got such a strong sense of self. You know, he's doing year 12, but he's doing it at a sports college and he's got these amazing jobs and he's got all these companies offering him contracts to work at 17 and just these extraordinary opportunities because he feels so confident in himself and who he is that that's mirrored back to him. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I think for me, if I was ever to really you know, give a, a piece around the whole teenage thing is that our children need to know that we fully see them and love them for who they are. And it is their life. It is their journey. We, we have had our go being a teenager. <laughs> so we need to now, you know, look at all our own whatever and, and let them go to be who they need to be, knowing that we are there for them in that, in that foundation. is so profoundly important.
0: So mm. I wish every parent... Mm. Well in the Western world, English speaking, English language understanding. I could hear your words there, it's really mm. so, it's so gorgeous. In a way so simple, isn't it, that that we we've come out of those old paradigms which were which are trying to get the same effect, aren't they? Where parents really want to have a beautiful family. They want their children to be respectful and loving and to go out in the world and be amazing people in the world. And yet there are these old fashioned kind of ways of doing it, which actually don't work. And the paradox is, in a way, it's quite simple. It's not necessarily simple to put into practice, but the ideology is simple, isn't it? It's, it's love them, see them, listen to the hard bits, yeah. be there for them. And then they yeah. can and be who they really are in the world. No and, and i
1: think totally it 's you know i 'm like the children that we want to raise, we have to model who that is, so you, there has to be kindness and empathy for yourself and then for your children, and then they see you doing that, and then they see that, and you know you do that for them, so they learn who it is to be a beautiful, kind human by you modelling that and having that interactions with them. And then, you know, so much of what I've witnessed in the whole teenage field is parents still placing their expectations on their children about what success looks like or what is good, you know, so whether it's the grades at school or whether it's being really good at sport or whatever it is that I want, you know, this is going to make me feel safer if my child looks like this. And, and that's, I know that, that's hard, you know, and we have to keep, coming back to going, okay, you know, what does that bring up in me? And and their job is to be them. You know, is to totally be them.
0: Their job is to be them. I could always go through. It. I'd love to go I'm through frozen again. but there's some beautiful phrases that you have in here that are so aren't they? that touchstones. Their job is to be them. <laughs> oh, we lost your video. Can you hear me? Oh there we go we froze again. We just everyone needed a pause there to sit with, their job is to be them. <laughs> we all need a pause with that. Our job is to be us. Their job is to be them. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Um what do you love particularly helping parents with? Like in a session or a workshop? I and mean, I'm sure you, I know you love it all, but is there anything that you just particularly maybe at the moment that you just like, oh I love it when...
1: I love what I love is when um, it always comes back to um, hang on, I've lost you for one second. My um, hang on, hang on. I've lost where you are. Hang on one second, I can't see you. Okay, there you go. Sorry, something popped off on my screen. I was like, hang on, where are you? Um, what I love the most is that um, I think when parents really get that piece about the connection between them and their child about what it is that they need the healing for themselves so that then their child can shift and move, whatever. I love it when they really get that piece of the connection, the deep connection of what it it looks like because I think, as you would notice, I have a lot of parents come and go, this is what's going on with my child, how do I fix it? And it's never about the child. It's always about what's going on here. And when they get that piece, and, and for me, you know, the bottom piece of always within that is coming back to the self of going, I'm enough you know, and that deep, deep compassion that who I am is okay. Because again, all the work that I always seem that whatever we do always comes back to that same foundation of not being heard or not being seen or not feeling like we got what we needed. And when we actually come back to giving that to ourselves, the possibility that opens up for people is amazing. So for me, I feel like when someone said to me, what is it your work that you do? And I said, it just is getting people to remember who they are remembering who you are, which is that you actually are this amazing, extraordinary, incredible human, you know, and all the times we've been knocked out of balance within that, the work is to keep coming back to this. So when we come back to this in ourselves, it's healing, when we come back to ourselves in this as a parent, then it creates space for our kids to be who they need to be. You know, so it just is for me, that is the pivotal piece of the work and I love it when parents get that. Because it it takes the pressure off having to get it right or having to do the right you know, just is like just be more of this, and you're more spacious and then your children will just fall into whatever that line with it, you know. That that is always the work, you know, and, and I, I keep coming back to it again, you know, the work of parenting is to know yourself. Is to know yourself and to just keep loving yourself so deeply and unconditionally. So that you can turn up in your most anchored center, centered place to hold that for your children in wherever they need to be as they navigate their world in their way. Mm.
0: So beautiful, yeah. Mm. yeah. You really are. Mm. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's like a beautiful point to, in terms of coming to an end of our conversation. I wonder if there's anything else that you didn't get to say. Oh, okay. and.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh God, I could talk like you. I could talk about it for hours and hours hours. <laughs> it's just my most favourite topic ever because I just, uh, I just am constantly. You know what I feel so humbled about is I'm constantly blown away at the shifts I witness in people. You know, when you work with this with them of of just how it opens up in a whole other possibility. I'm constantly in awe of what it does for myself, um and my own family and, and I'm just constantly in awe of my children. Like I'm having this moment at the moment. My son's turning eighteen soon and it feels like such a big milestone. My husband and I keep looking at each other going, Oh my God, look at him. He's so amazing and just you know, he's really such a magnificent human and, um, and I just feel so incredibly proud of the work that we've done for ourselves and, you know, the investment that we put in. We, we keep talking about it's not about money and it's not about things and it's not about cars and houses. It's, it's our children, you know, that's what it's about. And I just, I feel so humbled by it and so grateful. You know, I I really do feel like, I know we talk about this, I feel like aware parenting is the gold. It is just gold in creating the family that everybody really wants. You know, I just, I I feel that, you know, and I just feel so blessed that that's um, what I'm able to live at this point. I just, you know... Yeah, and I mean, and a big piece of that puzzle I also have to do to totally, is totally acknowledge you, Marion, because, you know, in the beginning particularly you were like the only lifeline I had <laughs> but just going, somebody better tell me how this looks because it's really full on, you know, when you first started and over the years I'm so grateful for all your just beautiful mentorship and, and how you so willingly turn up and so share so much of what you do for people because it just, and, and, you know, I'll catch something you've done and I go, oh, God, I haven't thought about it that way. And I love that. I love that we all bring our own flavours to it. And I just feel so deeply grateful for you for being such an incredible teacher for me. Like I really, you know, I, I'm, I'm really great in my life when I'm moving to something. I seem to manifest these really awesome teachers and then I just go, oh, I want to be friends with them. <laughs> I want to learn. And, and I feel that way for you.
0: And then it becomes, such, because I've learned so much from you, I'm so grateful I mm. see so, so your, you know, your piece, you know, we have so much in similarity, but that piece around sexuality and teenagers and so, it's mm. so, I do see it's like people are knocking on the door, people are knocking mm. on the door for what you have. And, mm. and Thank that you. That in school, families and yeah. schools, families, young girls and young boys. And, several
1: <laughs> yeah yeah thanks i just i feel excited about it because i feel like it's so the right time and i feel like our young this generation they need it to look differently you know they they have pornography is their reference point for sexuality which is really dangerous and and you know we need to give them another way of what connected intimate human beings are like you know and and I always come back to what do I wish I had of known when I was 14 and 15 you know and so I go okay well I'm going to tell you all about that because I wish, I wish I had me when I was 15 to sit there and go, oh, all of this is amazing and incredible and it's all okay. So let's talk about all the things that you feel you want to know and you're confronted by and let's, let's lay that down on the table so you get some good information to then, you know, launch from. So, you know, I just I think there's such power in that. I feel like that about birth, you know, when I created About Birth, which is our program. I was like, "What did I want to know when I was having a baby? It was going to help me have an amazing experience." And that's where I find education so amazing. When we get information, it helps us then take that all in and go, "Okay, what feels right for me?" Which is what I, I feel so about birth. It.
0: Yeah, I love that. Bringing yeah. both, it's like the information and, and for the, the teenagers and the and the, the pregnant parents is like the information, and then they're listening. Okay, so where do I sit with that? And what feels right for me and my body and my family? It's so totally. uh, for both. The, the knowledge and the
1: sense yeah completely completely it's just it's amazing and as you would see too you know like my journey for me where parenting just opened up a whole new world and you, when people come to it they go oh my god this changed my life and, and I go I love it it's just these beautiful other bits of information that when we get it we can go wow this makes a huge difference you know it's it's yeah I, I just feel so deeply grateful so yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Showing
0: your amazing gifts and knowledge and wisdom and experience, I'm so I'm so happy to have done this with you. I can't wait to be showing it mm-hmm. to everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I really want you to watch this or listen to um, this. And I love to hear. Uh, give us your links. The website, yes. social media, where do you want people to go to find out more about
1: Yeah, Yeah, so um, for birth stuff, so we have a beautiful online program um, called aboutbirth.com.au. It's a magnificent program. Um, it's for anyone having a baby, you know, so it's all beautiful video-based education. You know, it's for you and your partner. It's really magnificent. We spent years building it and it's um, it's a beautiful program that really just gives women and couples information about choosing whatever feels right for them in birth, you know, and, and bringing their best selves to it. So we've got aboutbirth.com.au. Um, and so then you can find me with my web parenting and sex stuff just on Facebook, which is just um, facebook.com.au, lay stone. So you can just search me there. So um, for anybody in Melbourne, um, I have two, three workshops coming up. So actually next week I've got um, starting a aware parenting immersion. So just a three month one. So I think I've got one or two spots left within that. Um, If anyone wants to do a bit more of a deeper journey. Um, And then March 4th, I've got our How to Talk to Kids About Sex Workshop, which is in um, Melbourne again. So I've got a few places left in that. And then I've got an intro to Aware Parenting. So if anyone's kind of new and wants some stuff, then then that's um, at the end of March. So those details are on the Facebook group there. And I will be starting a podcast for teens, Aware Parenting (laughs) Team, which has been a long time coming. Um, So that's going to be starting in the next few months and that will be on my facebook page as well and um and i am going to do like a webinar for my talking to your kids about sex too so that it, facebook's probably the best way to find me with all my other information apart from the birth so
0: yeah yes.
1: Yeah. So it's building, it's building. It's just, you know, it's you know, I, I feel I, I'm such a big believer in timing, you know, and trusting timing and those kind of things. So um yeah, that that's definitely my goal for these years to get more of this year, to get more stuff out there and um, you know, amongst the balance of kids and um few thousand sporting activities that they do and, um, <laughs> and then all the teaching and you know, the juggle. <laughs> Beautiful juggle. So yeah, so it's coming.
0: Yeah. And isn't it lovely, as you say, all these pieces, they all they work at all the levels, the trusting, the trusting, the timing, They're trusting the timing of our children, mm-hmm. and our own unfolding. I love all the principles that, you, that you're talking about here that are all relevant for babies, young yeah. children, teens, adults, parents, all of us. Yes. So. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for that. Um. Chat to you as always. It's such an honour to know you. Mm-hmm. And to your friend as well as Colleen mm-hmm. So wonderful. So glad that you're here you and well doing. Oh, I'm
1: really grateful, Mary. Thank you. I, I thank you for letting me just speak of my stories and my journey and you know I just yeah again I'm so deeply grateful and you know thank you for you for all the incredible work you do in the world like you know you are just opening up so many more doors for people it's it's amazing you know I just yeah I'm so much mutual love people are going to be like okay ladies yeah. <laughs> We're
0: gonna stop the laughing.
1: No, no, no. We'll stop
0: the recording of the love, and the love can keep going on after. Mm-hmm, so thank yeah, you everyone for watching, listening. So glad that you're here. And mm-hmm. you're here. thanks, darling. Bye. Thanks. So I'm